Hello and welcome to another weekly teaching from Vineyard Community Church, St. Louis. Um, you know, we've, we've said uh, in this kind of, uh, really, I guess since Thanksgiving, we've kind of been saying we're switching gears a little bit. We had some plans originally on what we were going to do in our series um, and just felt like God wanted to, uh, I don't know, just help us to, to relax on that a little bit and uh, maybe take the foot off the gas. David, David last week had a great analogy. He was like, it's kind of like we're on this long hike together, right? All of us are on this hike and we're just taking some time to sit and um, kind of catch our breath and kind of receive some encouragement, some refreshment. Um, and so last week, I thought David just did such a, such a great job. Like, I don't know, it was, it was very, um, you know, David, D- David's not lying. I've, I see this, like when he says he prays for all of you, all of us. And, and so he just gave us some great words that were, you know, very personal. And um, so if you didn't get a chance to hear that, I recommend that. And so this week, uh, I'm going to bring Bill up after I pray. Um, Bill is, uh, for, for those of you who might not know him, Bill's a longtime member uh, and leader in our church here. He sits on pastoral council um, with me and David and Emily. Um, he's just a great gift to our church. So I can say these things while he's sitting there, so it's not awkward for him. But, um, but he really is. And he's also, uh, he was on staff at our church here as a pastor for uh, about five years, and then after he retired, um, well, I guess during the time even when he was here, he started this journey into spiritual direction and becoming a trained um, practicing spiritual director. He spends a lot of his time with that. Um, and so we're just going to kind of sit. We're going to have a little bit of conversation, and then um, we're just going to spend some time just hopefully just receiving from God and, um, and having some, uh, some opportunity for him to speak and for hopefully for us to be able to listen and hear. So we're going to get kind of comfy, okay? Uh, that's why we're sitting, and we want you to be the same. Now, I do have, uh, before we start, I couldn't, I couldn't not have something on a slide. So will you bear with me for just a minute? So, okay. So, oh, that's not it. Help me out, Levi. There we go. Okay, so we've been in this series. This is just to give us some context. Why are we doing this this morning uh, before we get into... What exactly are we going to be doing? So, um, so we've been in this series called The Way In is the Way On. And I, in, in, a, in a feat of, I would say, exceptional discipline, um, I, I limited my summary of this to, to one slide and to three, three short bullet points, okay? So, um, so really where we started was that God's reign becomes active on the inside. We must follow Jesus in. We're talking about the kingdom of God. And we've just really had this emphasis on we got to, as followers of Jesus, if we want to know how to do that, we actually have to let Jesus further into our hearts, into different places in our lives and our minds. Like, that's where, the, that's where the rule and the reign happens, is on the inside. And the reason why that's something that we can do is that we are already and always fully loved, um, even when other things get in the way, you know? And there's a lot of things that get in the way of us being able to feel that way, and um, and hopefully we'll combat that a little bit this morning. Um, but we are already fully loved. There's nothing that we can do to earn um, any more of God's, God's love. And so that's what makes it safe to keep going on in. And so we also talked, we've talked a lot about this, and this is kind of where we've been at. When we refer to being on a hike, I think this is maybe what it is. It does take effort to yield to Jesus, um, but it's safe and worthwhile to follow him because we are fulfilled 
um, by Morica, and that's really the only place where our fulfillment comes from. And, um, and so, you know, it turns out that as we've talked about all these things, um, we, we kind of always want to, we, we've had this desire, we've had this knowledge that, like, we need to actually build in time and space to be able to receive that. It's not just something that you can hear taught. It's not even something you can understand. It's not even something that if you understood and received before that you can really live off of going forward. It's something that you've got to continually uh, be putting yourself in space with Jesus. And so, um, and so, you know, Bill, like I said, you, you had, met, you had uh, started in on a journey for spiritual direction. And, um, and really that's a lot. Would you, can you just describe a little bit like what that is and what, why it is that your relationship with God has changed over, over time, right? You've been a Christian for a long time, but tell us a little bit about that journey. I'm trying to think how long I've been a Christian. Since about 1969, however long that is. You were a, you were a teenager, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've told your no, story. I was 40. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very impressive, yes. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, uh, in that many years, there are a number of turning points. One that, that comes to mind is uh, about the time that I came on staff to work here as a pastor, and one of the things I was really looking forward to was having more time to pray. And um, God really started teaching me stuff, uh, and uh, one of the first things he taught me is that I didn't know how to pray. <laughs> it's and, an interesting realization, right? Yeah, yeah. well, it, it was helpful. Yeah. I would make lists and uh, say, God, you need to do this, and you need to do that, and you need to do that. Oh, and praise you, and what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll praise and, you more if you do those things, yeah. preferably, yeah. And, you know, I'd go on for 10 or 15 minutes, and I'd be done, and truth be told, sort of bored. And, uh, and soon after that, I started working with uh, my spiritual director, uh, Kim Nielsen. And Kim and I have been meeting almost weekly for, I don't know, five or six years. And um, one of the first things that Kim started helping me understand was uh, this realization that, that just made a huge difference for me. And that is, she taught me that anything that we do to bring ourself, ourselves into God's presence, anything we do to bring ourselves into God's presence is prayer. Hmm. And uh, that just opened stuff up. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and it, it made prayer more of a time of experiencing God and listening to God and certainly talking to God, but um, as years have gone by, the talking has uh, decreased and the, yeah, the listening and the soaking has uh, increased, yeah. Yeah, wow. And, and I guess what, how has that changed your relationship with God? Like what has been, um, yeah, what's been the effect of that? Mm -hmm.
I think as uh, God has helped me to focus more on listening and on just being in his presence, um, there have been a number of ways that he has showed me, uh, after he showed me, I didn't know how to pray, he showed me other things that, that were more representative, I think, of my false self, the self that thinks I can do stuff by myself instead of needing God's help. And uh, God has pointed out a number of those over the years and helped me move toward more and more, I'd, I'd say, trusting Jesus more mm -hmm. and trusting myself less. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that was uh, a bit painful as I saw myself as, as not as trustworthy as I had hoped. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So. But yeah, realizing that Jesus is more trustworthy than you could have imagined, right. right? Yeah. 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 And that, you know, that's, and it's interesting because, like I said, I mean, you've, you've been a Christian for a really long time, mm -hmm. right? And it's, and so this is where, again, it's possible to believe things, right, intellectually, mm. um, but not actually yeah. fully know them inside, right? Yeah. And, um, and so a lot of this practice has been um, really instrumental in that. So, yeah, yeah so we've, we're calling this morning, last, last week was encouragement along the way came up with that title after the fact. So, so then this week, the title is Listening Along the Way. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to do, Bill's going to lead us in a couple of um, practices here, exercises. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to participate along with everyone else. Um, and the first one here is about, is out of scripture, right? Um, and so uh, I, I can put the scripture up whenever you'd like me to on, this, on, on the screen there. Um, but tell us, tell us a little bit about this exercise. Like, what will we be doing here? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah moving on with God um, is obviously a process of getting to know him better and better. And the chief way that we do that is by seeing God and especially seeing Jesus in Scripture. But over the years, I've learned that um, reading Scripture can uh, at times sort of feel onerous, mm. hard, and sometimes it can even feel sort of pointless. And, and that isn't anything about what Scripture is or is what God's doing through Scripture. It's, it's my heart um, as I... Uh, approach scripture. And I, I came across a really interesting insight from a guy named Robert McFarland. And uh, one of the things he talks about is how we approach scripture. And he said, a lot of times we approach scripture like we would approach uh, a do-it-yourself book or, or a manual for how to do something or um, <clears throat> just a, uh, a textbook, almost, where we're reading it to master it. And we read it through it fast, and we, the, the, the accomplishment is to read through the whole thing. And um, those, are, those are important and those are good. But McFarland says, and that's reading for information. 
And McFarland says that there's another way of reading scripture, and that's reading for transformation. Instead of information, reading for transformation, where instead of our trying to master scripture, we're allowing scripture to master us. And uh, I guess the exercise is a way that we can uh, practice, excuse me, <coughs> that we can practice uh, doing that. Yeah. So, okay. Shall Great. we do that now? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um, just to get ready, uh, let's, let's get ready to listen to God. And what I'd like for you to do is to just get comfortable in your seat, but maybe put your feet on the floor, flat on the floor, and, and maybe your arms on your knees, your hands on your knees, or, or your arms on your legs, or whatever uh, feels comfortable to you, but is also sort of a, a position of being ready to receive from uh, Holy Spirit. And then, let, let's just get ready by, by taking three uh, deep breaths, sort of breathe in through our, our nose, out through our mouth. And um, as, you, as you do that, as you're breathing in, just imagine God's presence and God's saving work just entering into your lungs and into your body. And then as you exhale, just imagine all of the things that are troubling you or preoccupying you or keeping you from being totally present in this moment, that you're just blowing those out. So let's breathe together. Now I'd like you to listen as I read an account of Jesus interacting with and transforming people. And just listen. And just let this sink into you and notice what you feel or think as I'm reading this. This would be a good time for this. Matthew 19. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. Sit for a moment and, and reflect on this passage. What, what jumped out for you? What, what did God highlight? What seemed to be speaking directly to you? We'll take a couple of minutes for you to uh, just concentrate on this passage and to savor it.
Okay, next I'm going to read the passage again. And as I'm reading it, notice especially the people in this story. They're disciples shooing the children away. The children being shooed. The parents. Uh, the people who are just watching Jesus, Jesus himself in this passage. And what I'd like you to do is to, to think, whom do I identify most with in this passage? Is it disciples, the children, the parents, those watching, Jesus himself? And are there any children here in the service with us today? Okay. Well, get in touch with your inner child. And perhaps experience this as a child who's been rejected and then welcomed and blessed by Jesus. So from Matthew 19. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. Reflect again. Uh, be that character that was highlighted for you in the passage. What do you hear? What do you notice? What are you feeling? And take uh, just a couple minutes in quiet to concentrate on encountering Jesus as that person in the story.
I'm going to read the passage again. And this time, God is in charge of what you hear, what you feel, what you think, what, what comes to you as you hear this passage. Listen to the passage in God's presence and just notice where God takes you. From Matthew 19. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. <clears throat> for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. And we'll take some time for reflection again. Just immerse yourself in what God showed you, what God said to you or is saying to you, what God pointed out for you to notice in this passage. I'm going to read the passage aloud one more time. And this time, uh, maybe especially listen to what Jesus says. And just let Holy Spirit take you wherever it is the Spirit wants to take you as you listen. From Matthew 19. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. 
Just sit with that for a little bit and receive whatever it is that God has for you. When you're ready, open your eyes or you stretch a little bit and uh, let's talk about this a little. Yeah. So Caleb, uh, you were focusing on experiencing this exercise. I wonder if you could share with us what you experienced, what that was like. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think the first thing that I always feel like when I'm I'm led through uh, a practice of silence or, you know, trying to listen to God is that, like, my brain is going all over the place, right? So, um, and I think especially, like, in this context where, you know, with, we're with, in a room full of people, it's kind of especially, like, you know, I felt distracted in a lot of ways, right? Felt kind of, felt kind of weird. Um, but, uh, I don't know, and I don't know, maybe I'll stop there and just say, do you have any, like, like when things feel kind of like your brain is, like, fighting you on what you want to do, like, do you have any, I don't know, thing that you'd say about that? Yeah, the, the first thing to expect when you try to get quiet with God is uh, what somebody has described as monkey brain, <laughs> where they're like monkeys swinging it, yeah. from trees old and, and just totally distracted, and uh, just expect that. Yeah. And trust, give it to Jesus, and trust Jesus to, to bring you some calmness, some peace, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think what was helpful for me, even just in this time, was like, like to, to feel that, acknowledge it, and then, um, and then actually the extra, the extra time was like, that's kind of what helped me to then be I don't know, almost kind of forced to be like, okay, let's try this again, right? Let's go back in what do you, you know, what do I notice, right? I was just trying to answer that. And I, and actually, I did notice myself drawn to something specifically in this passage that, I've, I mean, I've read this passage a lot of times, but I identified with it in a way that I'd never thought of before. And for me, that was um, about the parents, you know, so the parents are um, bringing their kids to Jesus with undoubtedly all sorts of hopes and expectations and, um, and so, I don't know, I just identified with that and, uh, and then kind of experienced going through that from that vantage point. So. Yeah. How did they feel when the disciples said, go away? <laughs> yeah, it's tough, right? Yeah. It's like, like kind of being able to identify with times when like you really want something for your kids and, you know, maybe there's somebody that actually says no to you, right? But a lot of times, 
you know, it may not be uh, an actual no or an actual person saying no, but just it not going the way that you want it to go. And um, I think in a lot of ways that produces produces a lot of uh, anxiety, and um, you know, it's hard to hard to go through. So. Curious. Um, as we went through this a number of times, mm -hmm. did the hyperactivity in your brain change? And if so, how? Yeah, I would say it never really totally went away. Yeah. Um, but I think what I realized as I was going through this, and this is this happens, you know, on a regular basis for me. It's like there's still stuff happening in the background, but I'm becoming more cognizant of the fact that, oh, God does, God is pointing some things out to me. And, um, and at least for me, like, I might only be able to be on it for, like, a, a second, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, like, those seconds kind of add up, and they kind of build on themselves. And, um, and, yeah, I think, again, like, that's where the time is, like, is pretty critical. Um, if I'm if I'm not if I'm not able to have as much of that, then there's there's probably a little less of being able to hear God that way. So, um, but yeah, he kind of he kind of kept speaking to that, and you know, it's just I don't know. I think just for me, um, I I need constant reminders in this realm. Like he was he was pointing this out as being a parent. It's like I need constant reminders that Jesus, you know, sees and cares for my kids. I, and so it's just another really good opportunity to hear that from him. Yeah, yeah and uh, the silence can be, I don't know what, unexpected or, or it can, even the silence can provoke anxiety, especially mm -hmm. in a big group like this. Yeah. Once had somebody who was in a small group that I led who said, I am an extrovert. <laughs> And it's really hard for me having an introvert leading the small group. <laughs> because after 15 seconds of silence, I feel this almost irresistible urge to say something, to stop <laughs> the silence. And, and you just sit there for minutes. And yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, so, so I guess uh, this is... Uh, another way of encountering scripture. Yeah. Where we just really slow down. Yeah. And just hear God's word again and again and it may not be until the fourth time that we hear it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. I appreciate that. And I, you know, and that really my my prayer for this morning had been really just that it would feel like a gift to us, that God's presence would feel like a gift. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I think that's already been the case for me anyways. Um, so not, maybe not surprisingly, we're running out of time already. So, um, but we've got one more exercise. And why don't you... Yeah, I think it's a little shorter. And, and I, think we're, I think we're in a good... Uh, posture, hopefully, to be able to receive this. So, help us do that. So, a quote I've come across a number of times that, that makes a lot of sense to me is, uh, 
It's from A.W. Tozer. And he says, what comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Let me say that again. What comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Then he goes on to say, we tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God. And this is not only true of the individual Christian, but of the company of Christians that composes a church. Always the most revealing thing about the church is her idea of God. And so, we've been using our imaginations, and, and I want for us to continue using our imaginations uh, to just go deep with God through an exercise and, and uh, just see how we experience God and maybe if the exercise affects how we uh, think about God. Yeah. So, this exercise is called The Long Loving Gaze of God. And again, uh, feet on the floor, hands on your legs or whatever, just get in a, a position that's comfortable but also attentive to God. Now what I'd like for you to do is to imagine God looking at you. You can see God's long, loving gaze resting upon you. Maybe you're just sitting and God's sitting with you, or maybe he's standing, or, or um, maybe he's in heaven and you're looking down and you're able to see up, up into the heavens too. To see God, but what is God gaze like? How do you experience his gaze? What's coming to mind? What's happening in your emotions, your body, as you see God gazing at you? Now, imagine yourself, yourself gazing back at God, gazing at God as God gazes at you. What is God like? What's the expression on his face? What's happening in your mind, your emotions, your body as you gaze back upon God gazing at you?
Now, imagine God gazing back at you as you gaze upon him. What is God like? What's the expression on his face? What's happening in your mind, your emotions, your body as God gazes upon you as you are gazing at him? Now take a few seconds and, and talk with God uh, silently. Talk with God about what you've experienced. What would God say to you about what he experienced? And again, take a moment, maybe stretch, open your eyes. So. And uh, let the feelings that you have especially stay with you. Do you want to talk about your experience? Yeah, sure. Um, it's, you know, I think using, using your imagination completely is challenging in some ways um, and it took a while to actually get in a place where I could really identify anything um, but I actually the, the word wrapped just kind of kept coming up and so it was interesting how that like that actually was like not something I could see but it was more something that I could like feel and I just felt like God was like not so much looking at me but like wrapping me up um, and uh, yeah that was really really good that was really helpful for me um, I don't know I've just been in a season where it's it's harder for me to feel like anyone like can really see where I am you know and so I think that that kind of hit on that spot a little bit so yeah yeah so uh, did you have did you have more for us as far as just just one other might, thought yeah yeah and that is that some of us may um, have have more of an ex positive experience using our imagination and others of us that that may just be really hard just because of who we are and who God made us to be in his image um, and there are other ways that we could do the same kind of thing uh, where we could look at God in Jesus as we experience Jesus in the scripture. Uh, Jesus is the perfect image of God the Father. And we could 
think about looking at him and him looking back at us. Or we could do this during worship. We could do it outside just looking at the beauty that God creates. Uh, doing, do it, uh, getting away and experiencing silence. And uh, there may be other ways that you commonly experience God and could just take time to see God looking at you while you're looking at him and uh, experience him. So. Yeah, I think that's so, that's so important. I mean, we've just done a couple things here this morning, but it really, like when I think about your story, as far mm-hmm. as like where you came from, what your mindset on really what talking to God looked like, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, it's like the universe of that has just exploded for you, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's just so many, so many things, so many ways that that can happen. And these and are just a couple of This them, is yeah. just a little example. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it was, yeah, hopefully it's helpful for a lot of you guys, but there's so many different things that, um, uh, that people have done and found yeah. historically mm-hmm. to be able to do that. And, 